Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. reading from the book of Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God 
will wipe away the tears from all faces and the disgrace from, of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The word of the Lord. stand in his holy place. Those who have clean hands and a pure heart, who have not pledged themselves also, nor sworn by what is God. They shall receive a blessing from the Lord and a just reward from the God of their salvation. Lift up your heads, O gates, lift them high, O everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, lift them high, O everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord of From Revelation. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of the heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the hope of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will no, be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, 
It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The word of the Lord. She knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. Some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. 
There was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there's a stench because he has been dead two days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in the cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. another kind of being, or oblivion, the end. We don't know what awaits us. Some people believe one thing, others believe another. Woody Allen once proposed that life would be great if we could live it backwards. If you could die first, you would get death out of the way. And then you could live 20 years or so in a community for elderly until you got too young and they'd kick you out. And then you would get a gold watch and go to work for 40 years until you were young enough to retire, and then you would go to college and party <laughs> until you were ready for high school. And after high school, you'd go to grade school and become a little kid and play all the time and have very few responsibilities. Then you'd become a little baby 
and everyone would coo <coughs> over you and take care of you. The last nine months, you'd spend floating and end up as a gleam in someone's eye. I suppose Woody Allen's backward life circle has a certain appeal, especially if you think that death really is the end of life. But is death the end of our existence? Or is death the beginning of something new? The scripture that we heard this morning affirms that death does not have the final say. God does. Isaiah promises a time that will surely be when God will put an end to death, making a joyous feast for all people and wiping away all tears. The book of Revelation picks up the same triumphant theme. John gives us a vision of a new heaven and a new earth, a place where death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. And this will become so because God is making all things new. In today's Gospel, the promises of Isaiah and Revelation come true as Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And the good news of this event is not the resuscitation of a corpse, but the demonstration that God's power and God's love are stronger than death. Now the great question that we are left with is do we believe such promises? Our answer to that question requires much more than intellectual assent to the <coughs> proposition that life consists of more than the years between our birth and our death. Believing is seeing life as a gift from God, a precious gift to be treasured, never taken for granted, Believing is having a sense of stewardship, a consciousness that one day we will have to give an account to God for how we have used all that God has given us. Believing is looking ahead, not getting trapped in the past, trusting that God is leading us forward into the future, Believing is about taking risks, forgiving those who have hurt us, dreaming of a better world, and working, praying, and giving, and voting to make that world a reality. The saints that we honor today show us what believing means. The saints include people with famous names, 
some of whom shine down upon us from the windows of our church. Apostles like John, our parish patron, Francis of Assisi, and Samuel Seabury, people like Miriam, Hebrew midwife and sister of Moses, Albert Schweitzer, George Friedrich Handel, the scientist Marie Curie, Bertram Goodhue, the architect of our church buildings, and Ballard Dorsey, clerk of the works when St. John's was rebuilt after the big fire. All of these men and women, in their own time and in their own way, had a vision of what God was calling them to do. And they responded faithfully. Not one of them was perfect. They were human beings. They made mistakes. They had doubts. But they never gave up being people of faith. St. John, who wrote the passage from Revelation that we heard this morning, spent years in exile on the island of Patmos, and he never lost his vision of the new heaven and the new earth that God will bring to pass. Samuel Seabury, Connecticut's first bishop, spent the last 11 years of his life traveling thousands of miles on his horse or in his carriage over rough roads and in all kinds of weather, preaching and teaching, administering the sacraments, confirming, ordaining to build and establish our church. Miriam risked her own life to care for the infant Moses and to deliver the children of the Hebrew slaves. Albert Schweitzer gave up a comfortable life in France as a scholar and musician to study medicine and established a clinic in the African jungle. Francis of Assisi <coughs> left riches behind to spend his life serving the poor and living out the gospel of Christ's love for all. Bertram Goodhue dedicated most of his career to designing churches like St. John's that would combine art and architecture to inspire Christian faith. Ballard Dorsey made sure that St. John's building would continue to serve this community. Marie Curie put aside her career as a Nobel Prize-winning physicist and chemist to aid wounded soldiers on the battlefields of the First World War. George Frederick Handel found his greatest pleasure as a composer in setting the words of Holy Scripture to music. Concerning his composition of the Hallelujah Chorus, he wrote, I did think I did see all heaven before me, 
and the great God himself. St. John's is remarkable in having such a wide variety of windows that depict saints of ages past and present, saints far-flung and local, and even a large window of holy women on our back wall. But the saints of God include a much greater company than the famous people whose names and stories are remembered in the Bible, in the history books, and in stained glass windows. In New Testament usage, all of us are called to be saints. As the familiar hymn puts it, the saints of God are just folk like me. But I think we have a hard time accepting that reality. We mistakenly suppose that sainthood is a matter of perfection. And we are well aware that we are not perfect. We have done those things which we should not have done and failed to do what we should have done. And there are times when our faith falters and we fear that God heaven are but a dream. The good news is that God does not expect perfection. All that God expects is that in spite of our failures, our questions, and our doubts, that we will keep on looking for answers, trusting that God will give us answers and lead us on. Why did the saints live the way they did? Why did they sacrifice their comfort and undertake new ventures at great cost? Surely it was because, in the end, they believed that there is more to life than today. More to life than just taking care of ourselves. They believed that God reigns and that God calls us to make our lives matter for the common good. The saints believed that God awaits us when we die. And thus believing, they dared to spend themselves joyfully in God's service. We give thanks today for their witness and pray God for the courage to follow them.
believes in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten now made of one being with the Father, through him all things be made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit. He became incarnate of the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Lord God, we offer our prayers to you, holding fast to your promises that you will wipe every tear from our eyes, that you make all things new, and that you bring what is dead back to life. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. We are your people, called to share in your work of comfort, hope, and resurrection. Unbind us from all that distracts and discourages us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Grant us wisdom as we vote this week. Inspire in us and the leaders we elect a commitment to greater justice, compassion, and peace. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Be with those who mourn, who weep, and those in pain. May your presence comfort them, and your promise to make all things new give them hope. We especially remember those on our parish prayer list. Jim Evans, Kim Green, Carol Grieco, Janet Ray, Susan Murray, Cheryl, Cheryl Trahan, Andrew Lee, Susan, Meg, Robert Connolly, Edward Shaker, Michael, Mike Cassidy, Amber Lynch, Erica, Albert Lennox, Luther, Alicia Ivica, and Helen Cook. those who, like Mary, grieve the death of someone they loved. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. On this All Saints Sunday, we remember our, beloved, our loved ones who have died with gratitude for their lives 
and comfort in the knowledge that they now dwell with you eternally. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. We offer these prayers to you, O God, who with your Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors with ourselves. We are truly sorry for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy upon you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be always with you. Be seated for a moment, please. Well, good morning to you all. Those of you who are not visitors may have noticed that your rector is not here. Uh, Susan Pinkerton, uh, our beloved rector, is attending uh, to a family emergency in California and expects to be back this week. So. Our prayers are with her and uh, our hopes for her quick return. This morning, uh, in the hour between the services at the Faith Forum, Dr. Ron Casey spoke on a broad variety of uh, mental health issues focusing on anxiety, depression, and suicide. He will be back next week at 9.30, and I invite you all to come. Those of you who were here sort of across the board said, oh, we just need more time to talk about these things. And our world is hurting, and we begin to understand it uh, by coming together in community to listen and to have conversations like this. Um, 
feel free to uh, raise any questions that you might have on the topics of, of mental health and a Christian response to um, mental illness. You can leave a question in a large white box that's in the parish hall, uh, or you can send one to the parish office, and Dr. Casey will address it next week, 9.30 next week. I also encourage those of you who will be interested in an Advent book group, uh, which will be meeting at 9.30 during the Faith Forum Hour, uh, to discuss a book by P.D. James called Children of Men. It's a kind of an intriguing story uh, that is woven throughout with the themes of uh, Christ's birth. Uh, you're being told now so that you can get the book uh, and begin reading it. Bill and I will be leading uh, that, those discussions in December. Uh, there's information about the book uh, in your bulletin. I now have an announcement that is filled with sadness. Um, Alicia Avika, beloved member of this parish for so many years, mother and grandmother of our choir members, Altar Guild member, Alicia died yesterday, and we mourn her and uh, offer our, our deep and abiding love and prayers to those who are closest to suffering from her loss. And uh, the, the service to commend Alicia to God and to give thanks for her life uh, is this Saturday at 11 a.m. here at St. John's. Next Sunday is Stewardship Sunday, and you're all invited to fill out your pledge cards and to walk with them to the altar to present yourselves and what represents yourselves to God's work in this place. You may not yet have your pledge card, but uh, I suggest first that you check your mail because they were almost all mailed to you this week, but. There are certain people like the Eakins family who haven't gotten their pledge card yet, but I don't think that means we're off the hook. Uh, uh, I invite you when you do get it, uh, or I invite you to pick one up today, either in the, in the narthex at the back of the church or in the parish hall. Uh, there are extras. Uh, take one home so you're sure that you have one, and spend just a few minutes considering what this place means to you and what you mean to this place and God's work here and to decide how you can represent that, how you can support St. John's and bring your pledge card next week. Finally, I've heard it remarked that our Sunday service doesn't really provide enough spiritual solace, enough quiet space that there's no place on Sundays to come here and get centered and listen for God. And you know what? That's true. We, uh, we have announcements that are as long as the announcements today. We read Holy Scripture, and the silence afterward is about a heartbeat long. Um, and uh, we come here together as a community and to celebrate and to confess and to pray. But we have another service designed to provide time and place for us to open our souls to God and to listen 
This is the Celtic service that will be today at 4.30 in the afternoon that will begin with the silence that opens your soul and leaves room to hear God speak. So I invite you both to come in the morning and uh, celebrate the Holy Eucharist and to come at 4.30 today for our Celtic service. So now let us with gladness present the offerings and the oblations of our life and our labors to the Lord.
Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we put into God's care the people of St. John's Church, those who have asked for our prayers, those for whom we pray, and those whose prayers are known to God alone. As we commemorate All Saints Day, we remember and give thanks for our loved ones and for all the beloved of this parish who wait for us on the other shore. Alicia Avika, Daniel Adams, Joy Glennis, Gerald and Nolda Sissons, Janet and Jamie Cochran, John and Adrian Crocker, Andrew Davis, Mary and Joseph DeLuca, James Drake, Bill and Ruth Eakin, Orson Hart, Helen and Harold Howlett, Bill and Tony Hutchinson, Arlene, Arthur, and Beverly Kingsley, William Knorr, Edward Lamline, Lillian LeBlanc, Jacques Montas, Carol Montas, Nancy Morell, Rahana Mungru, Edward and Eleanor Moshauser, Frank Murray, Barbara Frost, Audrey Raffay, Dora Reese, Kate Simkin, Oliver Simkin, Jack Taylor, Shirley and Joseph Uricchio, James Walker, Kenneth and Brad Wilkinson, and Mr. and Mrs. Salnave Zamor. Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Amen. 
yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself, in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ is God. Christ is Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace, and at the last day bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have given us spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. May God, who has given us in the lives of his saints patterns of holy living and victorious dying, strengthen your faith and your devotion and enable you to bear witness to the truth against all adversity. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.